Hello, hello, and welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm your host, Aurora, life coach and companion on this beautiful journey called life. And today with me, Frank DeLucio, a dear friend, a dear, very dear inspiration for myself on my darkest days, but also on my happy days. Uh, he is an aspiring author, a writer, an editor. Uh, he hasn't published a book yet, but he, I can feel it, is about to create something beautiful for us out there. Uh, he's a podcaster. He's a social uh, influencer um, and, and just a, a very powerful light that I'm very excited to connect personally with today. We want to talk about how to keep sane in, in crazy times, how to keep grounded, how to not get suffocated by anxiety, how to not drown in despair. Um, we're both very similar in that we, we love to support other people. We love to see other people blossom and reach their goals and dreams. At the same time, we have to be very careful to not burn ourselves out in order to pursue this beautiful career that we both chose. So I thought Frank with uh, his beautiful podcast, Let Me Be Frank, <laughs> I love this title, um, is going to be a beautiful powerhouse to, to listen to. Welcome to the show, Frank. Thank you so much for making the time to be here with us. Thank you so much, Aurora. I just want to acknowledge too that you are a huge inspiration as well. And there was something you posted recently when that I really loved and I respect a lot. And it had to do with just feeling off one day. And I know with people in our field of work, sometimes it seems like almost inhuman in the sense that like we have to be happy all the time. And it's just not like that. And it's really brave, I think, that, and both of us have done this, where you can show that other side of it too. So it's like, hey, like this is actually very relatable. And, you know, they are human beings just like us too. Yes. Yeah. And I remember your post and your comment, I mean, and and it gave me so much strength and made me feel so seen as a human being. So again, thank you so much for for having so much empathy and understanding. Uh, that's really your strength. Um, I want to ask you first thing now, being such a, a support, such a rock for other people, how do you manage to make time for yourself and and to know that you're deeply worthy of self-care um, because I feel sometimes people who have so such a big heart forget about themselves and even think oh now I'm going to be selfish if I sleep in or if I say no to somebody um, how how do you navigate these times of yeah People, a lot of people need you, but also you have to have your own back and stand your ground at times. How, how do you manage that? 
That's a great question. And a lot of those things you said too, it's, it's funny because I've had a couple people in the comments, it'll kind of hit me for a second. Cause they will say, Hey, make sure you're making time for yourself too. And it'll be those little reminders where I go, Oh man, am I <laughs> like, I am putting a lot out. I'm trying to be there for everyone. And it's a little reminder to us that, yeah, we have to give ourselves that care and that time and that love because not only will we just start feeling burnt out, but just, I don't know, I think we'll start feeling alone and depressed or anxiety filled. There's so many different things someone can feel. I think when it comes to dealing with burnout personally, I almost feel like you have to, or I feel like the best people to listen to are the people who have experienced it a lot. (laughs) And because I feel like when you experience it yourself and work on overcoming it, you really discover tools that work and more importantly, tools that work for you yourself. Because sometimes we need different techniques or different strategies. Like for example, I'm more of a morning person, but some of my things might not work for someone who works third shift, who is up all night. Like there's, you know, there's different strategies to things. So maybe everything I say today won't necessarily help like you specifically, but hopefully, you know, people can get certain things out of it as well. Some things that I've discovered myself, I mean, to start off basic, to-do lists are just everything. I think as we get older, our memory sucks (laughs) for the most part. It can uh, (laughs) say lightly. No, I mean, some people, you know, still have great memories, but I just think as you get older sometimes and life feels really busy that um, a to-do list is whether it's in your phone or writing down, I personally like to write everything down and sometimes I even hang it up so that you can look at it. I have a big calendar where I'm like, Oh, cool. Like I can always see when something's right there. It's just a little reminder. It's not out of view. Um, So that's like something basic that I usually will start off, start the day off right. And kind of just like, so, because I feel like when, when we don't have a plan in motion and we don't start the day off right, we can just feel kind of lost. That's how I have felt personally, where I'm like, where's my direction? (laughs) And people usually don't like to feel like they have no direction or no purpose in their day or in their life. I've noticed, or at least people who experience anxiety and depression, that tends to be a little bit of a theme, including what I've seen in myself. Um, I would say one best way So when it comes to the burnout specifically, one of the best things that I can do for myself is it's, it can still be a challenge to do at times, because if you're like me out there, you might be that type of person that thinks I want to get all my work done and it doesn't matter how long it takes. I just need to get it done. I think one of the best things we can do is give yourself a specific time for me I try to do usually like 4 or 5 p.m., usually 5 p.m. the latest. Like you give yourself that time. And even if you didn't finish stuff, you have to end your workday at that time. Oh, It's not easy because you, you might start feeling overwhelmed. It might not help like when you go to bed thinking, oh, I still have all these things to do. The way that I look at it is I'm like, that's the time for you to technically turn off your brain is what I call it, which it's like, I guess your work brain. Yeah. So I will literally, usually my work is from a computer most of the time. So I will, five o'clock will hit, I will stand up, 
<laughs> almost like a robot where you just kind of stand up and you just start walking and I just walk away from it. And it was very strange to do at first. Cause I'm like, it's just a weird feeling. It's like, you feel like you're walking away from just, you know, unfinished work or whatever. But at the same time, it's like the work's going to be there the next day. Even when I was working more of a nine, a nine to five job, the work was still there the next day. We obviously have deadlines for things that we want to do, but that's why it's important to create a plan. I always, um, I was told by an old boss that it should be 90% planning, 10% execution. So if you plan everything out really well, then you don't have to put so much attention into the execution itself. It's going to fall through. And most likely you will get your work done. <laughs> that makes um, just sorry. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Um, I can also see that if I was to get up at four and let's say two days in a row, I would feel like, ah, shit, like I could have, I couldn't have been more productive the next day, the third day, I will achieve more in the same time because I don't want that feeling of, of leaving things behind, but I still want 4 p.m. to be my cutoff time. So it, it kind of forces you maybe to be more productive because, you know, afterwards you have uh, downtime where you can relax. Yes, because and that's the thing. I think for me, at least it helped with focus a lot because <sighs> then I could tell myself, so maybe during the work day, which obviously, you know, if you need to take like a 10 or 15 minute break here and there, I mean, we got to eat too and stuff. I get it. Like you can take a break here and there, of course, but it's nice to think about, okay, I have like this few hours. I have this block of time where I can do anything. Like if I want to do laundry or if I want to go outside and catch butterflies with a butterfly net, I can go do that during that time because I made a specific plan for that so that when you are during your work time at least you know like it's something for me at least it's something to look forward to as well that's why i like to do the work and then the fun stuff because sometimes when you are like well i'll do the fun stuff first and then i'll work it's you know you most you most likely won't yeah. <laughs> i haven't in my past i'm like well i'm doing the fun stuff let's keep doing the fun stuff it's that <laughs> that dopamine hits nice yeah. but um yeah so besides Besides that, I think what's important with burnout as well, and I've been learning about this more recently, is developing a healthy sleep schedule and like having better sleep hygiene. So I feel like it's, you know, so many of us will stay up so late, whether it's just us, either we'll use that time as a relaxed time, and then we're affecting our sleep, which then carries into the next day and we might not start the day off right it's just a bad pattern yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a chain of events and i feel like with a healthy sleep schedule you can still do little things but then also get the appropriate amount of sleep mm -hmm. and um what mine is specifically what i've been doing is usually how i kind of i guess for me or i guess for a lot of people it can happen where we kind of have those racing thoughts before we go to bed. So one thing that helps me a lot is I know I need to calm down. I need to calm down um, those thoughts. So usually I will do some sort of night meditation that lasts like 10 minutes at most. That will 
what I love about meditation is, especially with someone who's also speaking as well, it lets you, it kind of transforms you into like this other world so that you can leave those other thoughts to the side. And if they're really, really important thoughts, then write them down and then reset because then you don't forget the thoughts. At least they're on a paper. You can put them near your bed and then, yeah. And then you have permission to let them go now. (laughs) We can only remember so much at once or only have so much on our plates. So I will do that little meditation that kind of calms the heart rate down and my thoughts. And then I love to read. And I also have been journal writing more. So that's when I'll pull out one of those at least and do that before bed and really try. And you don't have to do this, but I think it helps is really try not to be scrolling on the phone or some sort of screen or technology. I just feel like with that blue light that just causes us to stay up, like our minds are like, oh, it's daytime when it's not. Or it's like it's time to be awake and have fun when it's like, no, it's time to go to sleep. So that's that's kind of another thing. I pretty much just do these little activities that end up just knocking me right out. I almost never have sleep problems now, which is great. Mm, so, so healing what you say there. And more and more people start realizing this, that if your doctor doesn't ask you for your sleep patterns, if he's only concerned about your food intake or alcohol intake, but doesn't ask any questions regarding your sleep, then he is most of the time missing the point because we need sleep to recharge our batteries and detox our mind. And very important thing that you mentioned there is that you write stuff down because your monkey mind will come up with ideas to keep thinking and to keep being engaged and, oh, but I don't want to forget, oh, but I want to problem solve this for the next eight hours, Um, to to write it down and to tell your monkey mind, hey, you can relax now, I have it written down and tomorrow morning I'll take care of it and to kind of turn the volume down of that little guy up there and turn up the volume of um, guided meditation or reading an inspiring book is uh, those are very powerful tools that I use myself and would like people to at least try and um so that was the the evening routine do you have a routine in the morning when you get up and start your day I noticed that um this is where my anxiety peaks right after waking up where I'm like oh my god there's so much to do so much to accomplish um How is it for you? Do you have a a couple tips and tricks for the morning? So to kind of tie in the night and the morning a little bit with what you last said is I actually consider it an advantage when you do have those thoughts racing that you can write it down because then it gives you your to-do list in a sense for the next morning. It's like, oh, cool. You're already prepared to start off right because that was your relaxed time that you got. And you're using just a couple minutes just to get all that down to where now you don't have to use your time in the morning 
to be scrambling around and be like, oh my God, what do I have to do? The list is right there. So it's kind of, I see that, that at least in a way, that's me, I guess, trying to turn a negative into a positive where you might think racing thoughts is a weakness where it's like, no, you can actually use that to your advantage. With the with the morning schedule, my morning schedule has altered here and there. And that's the other thing too, is sometimes the same schedule can get a little monotonous. So you might want to change it up here and there. I think that's perfectly fine too, as long as you're getting your stuff done. Some of the things that have stayed the same for me is I will wake up usually what's pretty bad is I don't even need an alarm clock anymore. At this point, my circadian rhythm is just like having me up at six in the morning or like six 30, the latest it's crazy. <laughs> how that happens. I use, <laughs> I'm like, that's unheard of. People think I'm nuts, but, <laughs> but, um, I usually like 6am is a perfect time. If I wake up a little earlier, or a little later, I try not, you know, if it's a little bit later specifically, I, you know, you can't stress about that. It, life happens. You're not going to always, you might not always wake up at the exact same minute or feel good every morning waking up, but there's still like the best thing is, yeah, definitely don't stress about that because it just will lead you in a whole, um, yeah, I could definitely increase the anxiety to where um, things seem more complicated and out of reach than they really are when it's always in the same spot, <laughs> your mm-hmm. goals, I guess what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so I always, one of the best things I added to my morning schedule is stretching and I've only had to do it for like two to three minutes at least. If I can fit, I usually do like a two to five minutes, but if you can at least get, cause there's a lot of people that are like, I don't have time to do that. Two minutes, take two minutes to just stretch out your arms, legs, and back and chest area. I used to have horrible, I was starting to develop really horrible upper back pain and like kind of in my neck, but the shoulder blades specifically. And that was a couple of years ago. Ever since I did at least two minutes stretching every morning, have not had back pain since. It's crazy. Like I just, I was starting to accept the fate of, oh, I'm getting older. So I have to feel like crap and I have to be miserable (laughs) because aging. And it's like, it doesn't need to be that way. There are people out there who are 85, 90 years old that are still running marathons (laughs) and feeling great. And it's because they came up with these routines that are healthy for them and that work for them. So it's, it, to me, it's inspiring. And I, it reminds me like, okay, yeah, you don't, you don't, you can, you don't have to be miserable in this life. We get the one life and let's, you know, let's work with it as much as we can. <laughs> um, so yeah, the stretching really helps. I actually try to, I'm a big reader and I also kind of with my morning and my night, <laughs> I just realized it's kind of like a book analogy. I like to look at it as two bookends. So certain things I do at night, I try to also do in the morning. So for example, I will try to read at least a chapter morning and night because it's like a good way to start the day. Like it gets the mind moving a little bit with just doing some light reading. And then at the end, you kind of end your way. It's an activity I love. So I feel like something you really enjoy, have it bookmarked on both ends of the day, have the work in between, and then you have something to start your day in a good way and then something to look forward to later. Um, let's see. Yeah. So like I said, I'll usually, my minimum's a chapter. I will, you know, eat breakfast, of course. Well, I say, of course, some people skip breakfast, do not skip breakfast. (laughs) I I just remembered that there's people that won't eat for like 12 hours. 
I just, in my opinion, don't skip breakfast. <laughs> you definitely want to, I feel like when you do that, it just, you, I don't know, you got to nurture your brain, not even so much the food, but the nutrients in the food. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we really need to nurture that brain. Because if we don't have that, I know there's been days where I either like didn't eat a good breakfast. Like it was either too small or there was no nutrients in it. And I just, was off <laughs> most of the day and trying to get back, trying to get the train back on the train track. So um, I feel like that's really important. I, I'm guilty of this. That game Wordly has entered my morning routine, but it's actually, um, and for people who don't know what Wordly is, it's, it's owned by New York Times now. You guess, um, you have six chances to guess a five-letter word. And at first I viewed this as, oh no, this is like some new game addiction that I don't need on my phone or I don't need to like waste time over. The good news, a couple of things. One, it's a new puzzle only once a day. So once you solve it, you have to wait a whole other day to solve a new one. And two, I realized it actually was developing my, because in a way it's like a word puzzle. It's kind of similar to like a Sudoku type of, thing so it gets your brain working in the morning and I notice as I've added that I'm like wow I can even get even more focused and my problem solving actually increased a Mm. little bit so I'm like that's really cool so like it doesn't have to be wordly but something that can get your brain thinking like a little bit of critical thinking a little bit of problem solving before you even do your work and it might help with your actual work a little bit because you already started training your brain. Another thing I will do at times in the morning, if I, I mean, sometimes I'll have like a half hour to do it. Sometimes I might only have 10 minutes, but it's like some sort of quick little workout to kind of get like the physical part of me moving and waking up. So whether it's like some pushups and sit-ups or I have I own some weights, so I might lift a little bit of weights, might jog in place a little bit. I kind of tie that in with the stretching. So that's like all my physical stuff to wake me up. And then I kind of will do like the problem solving. And I guess a big thing that I try not to do like I used to is when we wake up, we go right to the cell phone and right to the social media. And I try to save that for after I'm ready. Like I have to get ready for the day first. I have to do all those other things. And then I earned the right to check social media or check something that might be a little more mind numbing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. And my main takeaway from, from what you just shared with us is basically that you get up in the morning for yourself. Yes. You're doing stuff to wake your body up, wake your mind up in a playful way, in a a way that feels good. And then you get to social media and how can I serve the world? And it doesn't really matter if you are in a relationship or a single, if you are a parent uh, or a CEO of some company, get up in the morning, even if it's just 10 minutes earlier than usual, and just focus on yourself. Um, I find that super inspiring and I do that myself. And sometimes I even at the end of the day, I mute my day and I just watch myself from Bert's perspective and see what did I do with my body this morning? 
What did I do over lunch? What did I do over the afternoon? Was I sitting the whole day and kind of hunched over? And now in the evening, I wonder that my muscles are sore or how much did I use my muscles and, and my, um, my body uh, to get things done and then realize, okay, you need to take care of your mind and of your body uh, because that's going to influence how you feel. And I love the, the little stretch, the time you take in the morning. Um, that is so critical and that it's not half an hour or 20 minutes. That would be way too much for, for some people who start this routine, but just two to five minutes can make such a difference already. That's, uh, that's really beautiful. Frank, I would like to ask you now, these routines that you introduced into your life, how would you say, and now if you were in a relationship, um, how would these routines that you do for yourself influence your partner? Or if you are single, how did it better your connection to yourself maybe maybe you can um talk about both sides like if you were in a relationship or if you are and if you are single with yourself um how would it how would you put that into words oh yeah that's a good question i maybe this is why i'm single <laughs> because the relationship i mean i haven't been in a relationship in a while. So it's easier to know how it affects me when I'm single. And I guess, which I can still answer the other question too, but yeah. it definitely, in a single sense, it helped me. It definitely helped me feel less lost. Mm. And it definitely, like you had said too, it gives priority to yourself so that I'm not, because when you go, I feel like when you just, the first thing you do, if you just go right on social media and either you're scrolling or maybe you're even doing some posting too, I feel like you're putting your energy right into everyone else or everyone else's opinions. And yeah, you don't give yourself the appropriate time. I think a lot of us will complain at times that we don't have enough alone time or enough quiet time or anything. And it's like, honestly, yeah, right when you wake up, you can. Um, sometimes it's figuring out when to wake up. I know people who have children, it's like, you gotta, you gotta find the time when everyone's sleeping maybe to do that, but it's possible. It's not the easiest thing to develop this type of routine or schedule, but I think it's, it can be possible for everyone. Just, it's going to obviously be different for everyone with, yeah. So with, being single, it definitely reminded me that whether we are with someone or we have a whole family or we're single, you have to be number one priority because if you don't, you can't take care of anyone else. If you're just completely lost and a mess and man, I've been that many a times <laughs> through my life. So I'm like, I need to, yeah, I need to be okay. I want to help people in this world. So I have to help myself. And I have to be okay. Otherwise, I'm not going to achieve one of my biggest goals, which is that. And um, in the relationship sense, it's interesting because there's someone that I think about one person that I talk to where he is on a completely opposite schedule as me because he works third shift. So 
obviously the sleep schedules are very different and it can be challenging coming up with, well, when do we talk type of thing? Because I'm a morning person waking up at 6 a.m. That person's getting out of work and going to bed at that time as I'm waking up. So it's literally the sun and the moon (laughs) trying to date. (laughs) And we know the sun and the moon usually don't see each other. (laughs) They're in passing. So it can, it can definitely be challenging. And I've done, I've done that thing. And I, so is he, where you will, I guess you'll kind of sacrifice some of that sleep or some of that time to try to make it work when there's definitely different ways to do it. And that's definitely seeing when's the same times that you guys are awake because yeah, you don't like for my case, I don't want to have to stay up until one or two in the morning because that person's wide awake and they shouldn't have to stay up when they need sleep at like eight, nine in the morning, just because I'm awake. So it's definitely, it's definitely a compromise that it's not easy, but it's definitely possible to still find that congruent time with each other, but then also giving yourself permission to say, Hey, it's so-and-so time I need to go to bed. Um, but I'm happy, you know, but let's, let's talk during this time. Like let's give ourselves a specific allotted time to communicate, to see each other. You know, everyone get, everyone should have some sort of days off. That's a good time to try to connect that way as well. But yeah, with relationships, it can definitely be, it can be challenging and it could be easy to want to completely change that person into your schedule, Mm. which I've, you know, and I've had, I've been guilty of thoughts of that where I'm like, oh, I just wish this person woke up the same time I did and had the same exact schedule, but that's not reality. Like everyone has different schedules. It's all about making it work. If you really care enough about the person, you're going to make it work. Don't try to change your partner into something that into you, you know, like let them be them in that sense, because Mm -hmm. it's definitely I, I just think you guys will be happier that way, trying to make it work and, you know, without all the resentment and stuff. Mm, that makes total sense. And adding to that, <laughs> I'm a little bit the opposite. I'm guilty of um, throwing everything overboard when I meet somebody that is so interesting um, because yes. now, now I feel awesome. Now I'm inspired. Now I'm full of energy. I don't need my stupid self-care anymore. And uh, they will yep, take care of too. me. <laughs> and then after a couple of months, you realize, hmm, maybe I should have my little routines back because the other person shouldn't feel responsible of my anxiety and, and feeling um, I'm not grounded enough. And it can give you a deep sense, like no matter if you're single or in a relationship, it can give you a deep sense of self that is hugely attractive for everybody around you. Um, I noticed uh, people who are very magnetic, people who have that glow in their eyes, and I count you into, um, they have a very... um, I don't want to say rigid, but consistent self-care practice. And, and it shows. It shows that a person is taking care of themselves. And um, it's something that we should all learn to c- 
cling to <laughs> with with everything we have. Um, I'd like to ask you now, when it comes to everything we're going through right now, we had COVID first and now we have World War III. I don't know if we can call it World War III, but it definitely feels like it. Um, for people... I don't know. I, I didn't ask you, like, do you watch the news a lot? Do you try to keep up? Um, for people who want to stay informed, but also want to keep functioning in society, but have a hard time right now to be okay and happy with what they have because of so much suffering. Um, is there any advice that you maybe received in, in recent um, conversations or that you could advise um, our listeners? Definitely. COVID. So yeah, before even getting into Ukraine, because that is a whole other like, wow. <laughs> like, wow, these couple of years, man, <laughs> have been, someone's really testing us humans. But <laughs> I, um, yeah, COVID was at the beginning It was like, okay, I'm good. And my self-care was good. And then, <laughs> and I think that's because we thought it was going to end sooner than it did. Yeah. And then as it set in where it's like, wow, this is still going is when it started getting depressing and the anxiety started rising. Yeah. And yeah, my answer, part of my answer was going to be having to do with the news. And I just remember when I was younger, the news just didn't seem everywhere like it is today. Like I, even on TV, it just didn't seem so frequent. There's so many different channels to get the news and it's all like similar yet different news at the, the similarity with the news is that it's all scaring us <laughs> half the time. It might be a different message behind it, but it's like to kind of scare us a little bit. And it's like all the negative. Yeah. All the negative. There's not really much positive on the news. And then what makes it worse is now I check out like tick. <laughs> I'll go TikTok was usually a source for me to get like the laughs and stuff and positive messages. And now all you see is COVID or Ukraine news. And so it's like the news is everywhere, like on every platform, every social media platform. It's on TV. They say stuff on the radio. Like it just seems like we can't escape it. So I guess one of my biggest pieces of advice is that, well, the good news is that we have a beautiful nature, like, how do I word it? Nature is beautiful in a sense in that we all have some sort of outdoors area. And I would say that when it comes to the news, because we want to be informed, I would say just put a limit. Like you don't need to watch four or five different news stations all in the same thing. Like I, I would say, check out the news one time a day. <laughs> At least that's what I do now because I was doing the morning, the afternoon and the evening. And it's like, no. <laughs> and, and trust. And honestly, there's always going to, I think there's always going to be someone out there that's doing that anyway, that's going to share it all anyway online. So it's like, you'll get it. You'll kind of like hear about it anyway. I don't think... I, I used to get nervous about like, oh, I'm not going to know what's going on in the world, but it's everywhere. Like you can, like, if you really want to 
find a piece of news, it's going to be somewhere like you're going to catch it. So I, I, there's no FOMO in that. (laughs) I feel like missing out there because we're going to always know at the same time, we have the power to tune in or not when it comes to frequency and just when in general. So yeah, I told myself that I had to pick either morning or evening, which evening is supposed to relax me. So I'm like, I'm going to choose morning to just like do a couple minutes. Uh, My roommate watches the news all the time. So if anything, sometimes I luck out and he just tells me something that's going on. I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to watch the news now. (laughs) It was just a quick little conversation I can forget about, (laughs) but yet stay informed with it. Um, So I kind of luck out there. But yeah, I would say limit that. It Going outside, I used to take for granted a lot. And when we're kids... I would forget how much time we actually, like how much freedom we had for that. We just didn't have as many responsibilities, you know, and for some of us too, there wasn't as much technology, but the main thing is we didn't have as much responsibilities, which gave us more time for free time, which included going outside. And we're just, you know, a lot of us are so used to like being stuck in a building with work or having, or being on a computer all day with work. And I, I'm fortunate enough for my work, I can kind of take with me on a computer. So I will go outside or I'll go to a different a park. I'll go to a different place if I really want to get it that way. And then sometimes I leave the computer in the office. I'm like, screw you, computer. I'm going out. I'm going through. I'm going to take a journey through the woods and just breathe for a second. And that's why I love trees, by the way. And I live on the East Coast in the United States. So trees are lovely <laughs> over here. And I just go through the woods and I just breathe it in and, and even try, you know, and if you're doing that, really try not to be on your phone or an electronic as well. And really just like, and that includes music too. And just like really listen to the world and listen to the stillness and the quiet. And I think that for me, it's a good reset. So that when I'm feeling a bunch of anxiety, it's almost like a reset button or I'm like, okay, Like the world feels loud. It feels crazy right now. This is just a quick reset because, you know, at the end of the day, I think good things and bad things are always going to happen in the world. So that's why we can't, we just can't put ourselves through hell of always being focused on every little negative thing because all those thoughts aren't going to change what's actually happening. Ukraine and Russia, it's still happening, whether we're overly analyzing it or not. Yeah. Um, so, so I would say that obviously we have to accept the reality of what's going on in the world, but we also have to give ourselves permission to breathe as well. And, and just accept that we, we have more control than we think we do when it comes to our inner peace. Mm. Wow. Everybody let this sink in. We have more control over our inner peace than we think. Frank DeLucio. <laughs> this is your got a patent that. <laughs> yeah, please. It's yours and I'll be using it. (laughs) Hi, Frank. Hugely resonates with my heart. Um, And I love how you emphasize 
that we are part of nature. We need to allow ourselves to get back to nature, to be present with nature. And what I want to add to that, if you don't have trees or parks where you live, random acts of kindnesses with strangers, eye contact, holding a door, um, helping an elderly person over the street, those those little deep connections that we can create with people we know or don't know also deeply nurture our heart because in that moment we are fully present with something outside of ourselves and that usually helps us to bring all the anxiety and negativity down. Um, I love everything you said there and I love most that it is so easy to apply it is not you don't need money for it you don't need to you know be overly spiritual if you're not there yet you can just do baby steps and you will see the results you will reap the fruit from from little changes um like you offered here with us today endlessly precious endlessly precious um sorry to to add in yes yes sorry just to add in quick because that made me remember with COVID, not that there's really positives that come out of COVID, but a positive for me that came out of the negative experience was realizing how, just how antisocial we've become as a society. Like it just really didn't click with me before that. And like that really set it in. And I think just with having to wear a mask, for example, like that alone, I'm like, wow, that actually made communication a little bit more difficult because we're covering that because we have to but I was like but even before the masks we weren't communicating anyway Mm -hmm. half the time like it didn't even matter if we were wearing a mask or not we weren't we weren't doing those random acts of kindness a lot or we weren't really appreciating human beings maybe as much as we really could um I just I don't know I think and I think that goes back to the whole like inner chaos that happens with us Sometimes where it's like we're so lost in our own stuff that we don't even have the power or freedom to help others or even think about others in a compassionate way. But I am seeing more and more of that with either work that you do or work that I see other people do. And it's like, yay, there's hope in this world. (laughs) Yeah, it is so beautiful that COVID brought a lot of goodness, a lot of um a lot of reflection and realization um, that was so necessary and that would have been like not possible without, without that traumatic experience. Um, I'd love to give you the opportunity now to first share a couple books with us that deeply changed the way you feel or think for the better And then how can people reach you and start following you, find you? Questions. So with the books, I've been, I haven't been doing, so a lot of my reading lately has been more fiction for the most part. So that might not be like the most helpful when it comes, if people are looking for self-help, but one book that I can recommend that I'm almost done with that I really like, and this ties into what we were talking about earlier, is Atomic Habits. Oh, that book, um, 
what's his name? I don't have the book in front of me. Jane, I want to say James Clear so bad, but I can't remember if that's actually, I feel like his first name is James, but Atomic Habits, if you look that up, it will pop right up. Yes. And that, that's helped a little bit too. Um, That makes me want to revisit my habits I already have and like even make them stronger. That's a really, I I highly recommend that book. Um, yeah. wherever you buy it, whether it's a bookstore or Amazon or whoever you want to support it. Yeah. I definitely recommend that. And then to find me, I'm always changing these. I feel my username always changes. I feel half the time, but I want to say, so my, I have like three Instagrams. And so my personal one is let me be Frank Anthony. I have a bookstagram, which is Frank's fiction. And then the podcast one which that name changed. It used to be Let Me Be Frank Pod, but now it's the Love Diaries Pod because that's hopefully a new podcast that I'm going to be starting in the future with one of my friends as a co-host, which will pretty much just discuss, like it'll be like, it'll be reading different relationship stories and kind of giving advice and intake on that. I have have a really big passion for relationships and like kind of helping couples and all that. I've always had a big passion with that. But so those are the Instagrams. And then TikTok is let me be Frank Anthony. And I can't remember Twitter at the moment. I think it's also let me be Frank Anthony. And then Facebook, I want to say is Frank's fiction. (laughs) But if the best way to do this is my website is www.letmebefrankanthony.com and all the socials should be connected in there somehow. Very good. That is yes. very easy then for us to, to find you. Well, thank you so much for this uh, genuine heartwarming conversation. I enjoyed every minute and um, yeah, we stay connected and we'll keep in contact, um, especially during those difficult times. Thank you so much for being here and for being the light out there and the hope and the inspiration for so many people. Thank you so much, Aurora. I could I could talk with you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> We should do that again soon. All right. Yes. <laughs> Dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope we were able to bring you a lot of value and inspiration, hope and motivation. You are loved. And um, until next time, bye-bye. Take care.